Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. I'm super excited about this one. I have been thinking about this a lot and I was kind of thinking about it um, with my kids, but I realized it like really can affect all aspects of our life and our relationships with other people at our jobs with our kids. So what it is, is expectations versus agreements and what's the difference. So first off, I'm going to start talking about expectations, and then we're going to go to an agreement. So an expectation in Alcoholics Anonymous, they define an expectation. They are premeditated resentments. So expectations lead to resentment, which is interesting, right? So an expectation is kind of a thought or um, it's not really a feeling, but the resentment is a feeling. And so when you know you have expectations of someone, pay attention to how you feel because it will probably come back to resentment. And a few months ago, I think I did a podcast on resentment and resentment, according to Brene Brown, falls into the jealousy category, which I think is so fascinating. And so pay attention when you are trying to put expectations on yourself or others, how you're feeling. Um, Bruce Lee, he said, I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations and you're not in this world to live up to mine. And I loved that because I don't think we do this in our relationships. So often we as a spouse, um, a friend, a parent, a mother-in-law, sister-in-law, all of our like names that we have in relationships we have with other people, we many times have expectations. And in the life coach world, we call them manuals. We have an idea of what our spouse is supposed to do for us or be um how our kids are supposed to be, how our mother-in-law is supposed to be. Um, So we have all these unwritten and sometimes written rules, but they are one-sided and usually unspoken, which is interesting. Now, sometimes you do tell someone what you expect of them, but it's not, you don't ask them. You just say, hey, I expect this of you. And it's one-sided and that is never going to go well. So let me tell you why expectations are not good. And then we're going to talk about agreements. But an expectation, first of all, usually doesn't deal with reality. If you've ever read the book by Charles Dickens called The Great Expectation, it lays out the problem of expectations. The main character, Pip, inherits money from a secret benefactor. He views his fortune as a stepping stone to marrying the girl of his dreams. 
When he ultimately learns that the money was not necessarily part of that larger plan, he realizes that he had taken for granted so many important relationships and gifts in his life. His expectations had robbed him of fully appreciating his reality. And so when you have these expectations, we lose sight of things we're actually grateful for. We don't have any gratitude because we have all these expectations. We are not even focused on what we have that we can be grateful for. So instead of living in the moment, we live for something that is outside of our reality or um, something that isn't attainable. So our expectations really can be full of disappointment, full of mostly negative emotions, obviously resentment. We talked about that. Um, When you expect someone to do something without asking or telling them and you just expect them, they're going to disappoint and you're never going to be happy because there's going to be this gap from what they do to what you expected and you're going to be disappointed. And that's the frustration gap. So often we can, you know, We want our friend, when we text our friend, we expect our friend to text us back within five minutes. And I see this with my kids with like Snapchat or messages they send people and they like, oh my gosh, they left it on red. And it's like, really? Like that's upsetting you? But we have expectations like that's who I am. If someone texts me, I'm returning it immediately. That's actually is my personality. but. Not everyone has that. And so it might be days before someone responds to you. And if you have that expectation, you're getting angry, irritated. You're thinking what's wrong and your thoughts could go sideways. And then they text you back and you're mad or you don't respond in a kind way. So it's just interesting. What do you expect from other people? If you expect your husband to come home every day at five o'clock and he shows up at 515 when he walks through the door you're going to be irritated and is that a realistic expectation and he didn't even know you were expecting him home and you'd made dinner or whatever I mean there just can be so many nuances so pay attention to what you're expecting of other people as well as yourself, because you're going to be miserable and your reality is that people are going to disappoint you because they don't have the same expectations of you or of themselves. When you have expectations related to what another person is going to say or do, and then they don't do it, it can trigger a number of negative feelings like judgment, frustration, misunderstanding, anger. And This is opportunity to drive a wedge in your relationship. So expectations are not the way to go. The scenario could get even worse if you have guilty feelings or if there's shame involved. So um, just become aware of what you're expecting. And just because um, you don't have expectations or we're not creating expectations for others, or yourself. It doesn't mean like, okay, then no one's ever going to do anything. That it's just the expectations always lead to resentments. So instead, what I want us to practice is creating agreements. An agreement is something that is two-sided. You're talking about it with the other person. You can still have a boundary. Like if you 
created an agreement, like when you get married, for example, in that agreement, it says you're going to be honest and loyal and you're not going to have girlfriends outside your marriage. That's an agreement you created. So of course, when an affair happens, they've broken the agreement. You had an agreement or an expectation. You expected them to honor their agreement. Of course, when they don't, it's disappointing. Lots of resentment, lots of other feelings. But anyway, so that is what an agreement. Agreement is two-sided and it's a conversation that you have with each other. When we're driving a car, we all have the understanding that when a light is red, we're going to stop. We have that agreement. We have an agreement because we all took a driver's test. And in that driver's test, we learned a red light means stop. So that is our agreement. That's how our world runs in a lot of things is we have these agreements. They're not necessarily, we didn't all get together and speak them and sign them, but when we took our driver's test and became a driver, we agreed to not run a red light. So when a red light happens, someone does run a red light, we weren't expecting it and it can cause lots of problems and really awful things. But in general, our life is going to run so much better when we have agreements put in place. And I've been thinking about this with my kids or could do this with your spouse, but creating agreements. Hey, son or daughter, I would like to create an agreement that you have a job or you're going to school part-time or you're going to do all the yard work. In return, you're going to have a place to live. I'm going to give you money for food and gas, pay your car insurance. Having that as an agreement as opposed to saying um, an expectation is you have to do X, Y, and Z. If you don't have the buy-in from your child or your partner, there's going to be lots of resentment. And they're not going to want to do it because it's our natural response. If someone says you have to do this, we kind of don't want to do it. And we kind of feel like trapped as opposed to taking ownership and saying, hey, what do you want to do? This is this is something I need help with. What are your ideas? And getting their buy-in is going to be so much more powerful. And it just like Bruce Lee said, it's not our job to do what everyone else wants us to do. Okay. We need to figure out what we want to do for ourselves and what we can do. So some other things um, we have to remember when we're making an agreement, we need to put, I love the idea of the putting our own oxygen mask on first, because figuring out what do we need in order to be happy, healthy, thriving. And if our spouse says you have to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, that doesn't even feel in alignment with me. Like that's not who I am. But in order for them to be happy, they need you to do X, Y, and Z. That's not going to work. And that's going to lead to lots of miserableness. So an agreement would be like, hey, these are things that I need. These are things that you need. How can we agree in our marriage Um, A lot of like household jobs, I think a lot more couples are getting on board with doing equal work in the home. That wasn't a thing back when I first got married. It's like, this is what my job is. There was just a lot more, um, there wasn't a lot of helping out, but I think it's good. Have the agreement. Hey, will you do the dishes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? And I'll do them Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll do them together. However, if you aren't following up on your agreement, your spouse has every right to say, hey, dude, what's up? 
why aren't you keeping your side of the agreement? I'm keeping my side of the agreement. And paying attention to make sure you don't call out your spouse if you're not doing it as well. So if you're not doing the dishes and you're yelling at him for not doing the dishes, you only have ownership of what you can do. So pay attention to make sure you're keeping your end of the agreement before you start getting angry at someone else for breaking their end of the agreement. Maybe adjust in the way you think. I think um, so often we have so much negative self-talk that we are almost creating our own problems because we aren't paying attention to what we really needed or what we want. And we're, we're creating the negative scenarios in our heads. Um, if we find we aren't getting our needs met or our agreement has been broken, make sure you speak that. Talk to the person that you made the agreement with. Make sure you're sharing with them why it's important for them to keep their agreement and create boundaries if needed. And if they're not doing this, then this is going to happen. I promise that when you stop expecting other people to make you happy or to meet some need you have, you're going to feel free. You're going to feel more empowered. It's not going to drive you to not do anything. You're going to actually want to do more. So pay attention. It's such a nuance of word, expectation versus agreement. But remember, an agreement is two-sided and it's spoken out loud. It's not this manual that you have that is probably totally unrealistic um, of yourself as well as other people because that's going to just lead to frustration, resentment. What we want to do is make sure we have a spoken agreement and pay attention to what you might need in agreement. You don't need agreement for everything in your life, but for the things that you are causing problems or conflicts in your life, maybe create an agreement. Life isn't perfect. People aren't perfect. We need to be flexible. Reality kind of can throw us for a loop sometimes. But look at ways, um, and I promise as you make an agreement, it's going to be empowering for you as well as the person you're making it with or with your kids because they're going to have a buy-in. And if they say, hey, um, I have an agreement with my son that if he misses curfew, um, he gets his car taken away for a day or two days or a weekend. It depends on how often he does it. And he's usually pretty good at making curfew, but recently he has not been, even five minutes late, I'm like, sorry, dude, you lost your car today. And it doesn't mean that I have to drive him to school. He has to get his own ride, get his own, own ride to and from places. I'm not putting that on me, but we have that agreement and he knows ahead of time. So it's not like we have this big fight. He already knows. I was late, so I lost my car. And he knows I still love him. I'm not mad. I just needed to have that agreement because I needed to know he was home at a certain time, a reasonable time, so I could get to bed. Anyway, so pay attention and notice in your life when you have these manuals or expectations of your spouse, because I promise it isn't going to help your relationship. It's only going to hurt your relationship. And pay attention to when you have them of yourself, because you can, of course, set goals and have agreements with yourself. But when you just have expectations, I promise that it is going to backfire on you because then you don't have gratitude for your life. 
You're missing all the goodness of your life and you're living not in the now and you're just going to lose yourself in those expectations. So thanks so much for listening. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you later. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjenwith1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.